Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Anarchy Arena podcast, episode 35. Now, if you've been listening, a few weeks back, I, Chris, also known as the Metal Barrett, did my Mental Health Day episode, episode 32. Well, about an hour after I got done recording that episode, I got a call. I got a call that my beloved grandmother was fighting cancer off for the fifth time. So, to preserve some small part of her and to learn more about her, I got her on a Discord call, which she figured out all by herself, I'll have you all know, and we had a conversation. Now, fair warning, because it's a Discord call, there are some audio issues, but with that being said, I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with the woman who says she's almost like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So here you go, episode 35 of the Anarchy Arena podcast, Fuck Cancer, with Diane. Welcome back, everyone, to the Anarchy Arena podcast. Thank you for sticking with us. This is episode number 35, and today it's going to be just me as far as hosts are concerned. Uh, John is taking a backseat on this episode because this episode we have a very special guest for myself. Um, my grandmother is going to join us on today's show, and there's there's a couple reasons for that, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But mostly the reason is this, is uh, we all know what's going on in the world right now, and it's a scary place, especially for uh, people who are busy trying to kick cancer's butt. So just to make sure we don't accidentally give my grandmother anything, this was going to be an in-person recording, but we decided to do it this way to make it a little safer. So a nice little one-on-one -on -one chat about all kinds of things, including kicking cancer's butt again. Uh, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, I give you my grandmother, Diane. Hi there. Grandma, you doing okay today? I am doing fine. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. I know the last uh, couple weeks have been a little little stressful and a little scary, but everything's kind of calmed down a little bit now, and we're all glad about that. Well, not completely, you not, know. Uh, I. Yeah, not completely. That's true. You know, uh, Monday I'll find out uh, all the particulars on how we're going to kick this butt. And we are going to kick this butt because the, just, just, yep. just that so, would be number five. That would be number five. That's that right. That's right. This woman has not yep. kicked cancer's butt once. She's not kicked cancer's butt twice, not three times, not four times. This would be the fifth time she's looked at cancer and said, eh, you know what? Screw you. Piss off. You know what? I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> That's a, she's on her fifth time. Is she really? Yes. Never thought that's a great analogy. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's kind of awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so hopefully we'll have all kinds of positive news and we can trudge forward in the battle to kick cancer's butt for the fifth time. Um, but obviously, 
there's a lot more to you than just kicking cancer's butt. Although that has been a crowning achievement is telling cancer to screw off multiple times. It's, it just doesn't get the hint. It's not welcome. No, it's not. <laughs> nope. So I've been very lucky that, uh, as my last surviving grandparent that I've gotten to know you into my adult years, um, which, Let's face it, not a lot of people in my age bracket can say that. Uh, most most people's grandparents die off when they're relatively young. Uh, I've gotten lucky. I've gotten to know you as an adult, which uh, is very interesting, and uh, I'm very grateful for it. Um, so part of this is going to be something along those lines, and I also thought it'd be a really neat way to kind of immortalize you for forever. So no matter what, for generations and generations, there will always be a piece of you no matter what. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank uh, you. Of course. Of course. Um, now, obviously, I know plenty about you, but I don't know everything about you. So let's start off with the basics. Um, you grew up in New York, yes? New Jersey. New Jersey, that's right. Um, and what part of Jersey? Uh -huh. uh, Bergen County. In Bergen County. Jersey, I oh, near Washington Bridge area. Mm -hmm. I, it, it was ten five. It was a what? Ten five. Mm -hmm. It's the name of the town. Yeah, I have very fond memories of the area. Um, so, what was it like it, from your earliest memories? What was it like in Jersey in that point in time? Because obviously, it's very different now. What was it like? Uh. I don't know. It was quiet. I lived in a quiet uh, street and uh, I had friends and, you know, we did all the good things growing up and g going into, um, into high school. Was, uh, <laughs> I had some friends and I would go into, into New York and go to Broadway Place, which were like maybe $15, $25 a shot. And I saw so many wonderful, wonderful shows. Things that you forget about, you know, you don't remember. And things that I that came back to me uh, recently, a couple of years ago, I went to the uh, uh, the African Museum in uh, Washington. Mm -hmm. And on the top floor was all to love, devoted to music. And it just brought back memories of like Sammy Davis Jr. And I forgot I saw him in Mr. Wonderful live. I, I mean, are yeah. you kidding? That's amazing. <laughs> no, isn't it? And oh of God. course, I saw S and yeah, all all kinds of stuff. That that was a fun time. I bet it was. Then of that, course, because I, I had to be kind of kind of sort of during uh, Broadway's heyday, so to speak, right? Yes. Yep. I mean, going into New York was no big deal. That was like you took the, the bus and the subway and you were down there from New Jersey. It was right. very easy. Uh, unlike now where it takes five hours to even, you know, walk half a mile across one of the bridges or, you know, get a ticket to one of the ferries. Right. Right. So. OK, so Jersey. And, in New York, and when you got out of high school, what did you want to do? Actually, I wanted to be a medical technician. Okay. So I started, I went to 
I went to college for that. But in those days, you went to college to find a guy to get married uh, and have children. And that was that was that was it back then. As it was called, you and go to college to get your MRS degree. That's correct. So by 19 years old, I was married. I had uh, three children, your mother, your Aunt Sandy, mm-hmm. and your Uncle Mark. And, uh, by tw- I was finished having children by the age of 25. Got now, divorced. You, you, you ended things with my mother, so you, you did good. You, you stopped at perfection. I'm, yeah. I'm, saying that, I'm saying that for her benefit, for when she listens to this, she stopped at perfection. It's okay. I did good. I, they have all become wonderful, wonderful people, adults. And I love them and my grandchildren absolutely dearly. Okay, so 25, three kids, and uh, living in Jersey still? Yes. And uh, I got a job as a as a bookkeeper after I th- after I threw your grandfather out <laughs> and uh, took care of tried to take care of myself, you know, and the kids. Right. And uh, what did I do after that? Oh, I met someone and moved to Yonkers, New York. Right. And we don't talk about that era. I, I, all I know is mom, mom claims Yonkers as home. That's where she, that's what she remembers. That's what she claims is, you know, I'm from yes. Yonkers. Um, but we don't, we don't talk because about she, that period. She was like, right. She was like six when we moved there. Oh, okay. So relative from so that, six to that, 13, roughly. Something like that. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so what was so the, uh, after that, I got rid of. Right. So what was the uh, what was the change like with that going from Tenafly to Yonkers? It was also suburbia. So there really wasn't that much of a difference. Except that maybe you got to know your, your neighbors were closer. So you got to know them more than you did in New Jersey. Okay. Because there the houses were also out. Well, it's New Jersey. I mean, do you really want to know your neighbors? <laughs> Some of them. Some of them. Okay. Uh, so we move up to Yonkers. And then um, I know at uh, 13, then- my, my mom and my sister decided to move in with Grandpa and came down to uh, Virginia. Right. Um, and so, so what happened after that? Uh, I was working for a company and I, um, oh, American Whip Products. I don't even, I know. Yes. And uh, I forgot, I, I worked at several different places and then I met Ted. Right. And we, we moved to uh, Long Island. And that was also suburbia. So it was it was nice. Not not so much a change of pace as it is just kind of a change of culture in each separate version of suburbia. In each different area. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And then eventually you and Ted made your way down to Florida. 
We certainly did. We did. We lived there, uh, moved there in 1998 after my first bout of cancer. And uh, Ted uh, passed away in January of three. I stayed down there because mm-hmm. I loved the weather. I mean, living in Naples, Florida, it's better than that. It, it really does. And, it is uh, absolutely beautiful there, except for hurricane season, obviously. Obviously. And every time there was a hurricane, what did I do? I came up here. Exactly. You come visit us. That's right. I did. And, uh, and that was always fun. Of course. Aside from my normal, uh, normal visits around Thanksgiving that I'd come and stay for a month. You know, it was mm-hmm. fun coming up here. And, and I, I just enjoyed being with everybody. Of course, of course. And, and of course, finally, now you live up there permanently. I, I certainly am. Your mom just said to me one time that, you know, uh, I'm getting older. And if something were to happen to me, uh, they couldn't leave their jobs and their families to come down and take care of me. And I thought about it. And I said, you know, they're right. So sold my house and came up here nine years ago, which was in uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. Been here yeah. ever since. Yep. And you're in a nice I love my community. Li- oh, I love this over 50, uh, act. It's an active over 55 Del Webb community. And I really enjoy it. The people are wonderful. It's like another family. Yeah, and I, I constantly I got hear about all the activities you guys are doing. You guys stay very active over there. Oh, my God. I spent at least four, four days a week at the clubhouse because I was playing one game or another. I played cribbage, mahjong, canasta. And then I was involved that I was uh, coordinator of the Sunshine Group. I did that for eight years. I just uh, resigned from that position. And treasurer of the uh, Wednesday morning coffee club and the uh, monthly bingo club. So I kept me busy, keeps me busy. Not, not to mention all of your cruises that you refuse to miss, even when you uh, decided to go out and break a hip. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This woman had a broken hip and said, no, I'm making it on my damn cruise. And sure as shit, she did. Oh, after I broke my pelvis? Yes. Yeah. I broke my pelvis end of October in, in 2017. And by the first, second week in January, I was on a cruise. Yep. Only on a, with a that's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to beat uh, this stuff. Yep. If a busted pelvis couldn't keep you down, cancer round number five sure as hell ain't going to do it either. That's right. Absolutely not. Um, I knew that you had. Go ahead. I was going to say, and uh, so after that, I had uh, endometrial cancer while I was still living in Florida. So I came up here and had that taken care of. Uh, Then what? Then I had uh, a melanoma last May. Mm Mm-hmm. And then last September, maybe August, I was diagnosed with uh, 
triple negative breast cancer. And uh, we took care of that. I did uh, chemo and radiation. And within a couple of months, July, I was diagnosed with uh, pulmonary metastasis. Yeah, cancer just likes you too much. It's not nice. It, it, it shouldn't it like does. you as much. <laughs> it doesn't want to leave me. You, you got to put out one of those welcome mats that says, go the hell home. I, I think that's the key right there. <laughs> well, you know, one of my friends sent me a card uh, with my it, when, with my first, uh, the last breast cancer at, back in September, October. And she sent me a card that says cancer sucks. I, mean, I love that. Wrong. Yeah. No, she's no, she's not. So we we've, we've beaten cancer numerous times. We're going to continue to beat it this time. Um, you've moved around a lot. Yep. Um, and obviously you, you, you've seen a lot. Um, so let's, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about some of the changes that you've been lucky enough to watch happen right in front of your eyes in, oh in this God. country. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's some of the good that you've seen happen over your years? Well, Number one, I, I have to say uh, the first ma uh, man to go up in space. I forgot who that was. Not, it wasn't John Glenn, was it? I don't uh, remember. Uh, damn, yeah, I should know the answer to this. Um, Glenn was the first. I know. Orbit. That's why uh, I'm asking. I, I can't think of the name. of the, I'm going to get hit hard in the comments for this one slash hit hard from my dad. But I can't remember the first guy who just went up for sub. <laughs> um, OK, so you got to see and, that. And, and in those days, look. In those days, what we did was, I mean, we just stayed around the TV and watched because it was absolutely mesmerizing, you know, and, and watching uh, the first man on the moon and uh, walking out there. I mean, it was just that that's what we did. What, what was the uh, atmosphere like while, while you're watching that? Because I, you know, obviously I wasn't alive during that time, so I didn't get to experience the, the atmosphere, the excitement of seeing it as a group. So what was the atmosphere and the buzz like? seeing that oh you know. everybody everybody was talking about it did you see this did you see that you know it was really it was wonderful what what did and you, then of course then what what did you think when you saw those first steps onto the moon like what 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 thoughts <laughs> do you think hit you probably just just amazed at what was going on that it was even possible to do that. Okay, so we, we move on from space and the moon landings. What other positive things do you think you've seen over the years? Well, I think the internet. We go from party line phones. Do you know what those are? I do. I do know what party lines are, yes. Okay. So yeah, we go from and party line chats to, to the internet. Yeah, and that and uh, TV. I mean, I grew up without TV. It was uh, every like on Sunday nights. It was get everyone gathers around the uh, the radio, listening to all their favorite programs. My gal Sal, I think, or Sunday, something like that. And there, there were a couple of good shows, and there was a, a theater. Oh. 
some of the mystery theaters, the Green Hornet, the Lone Ranger. Classics. <laughs> Those were on, on radio. Um, it was interesting. Oh, I bet it was. Uh, Different time. Yeah, because obviously, you know, I myself and all of your grandkids have grown up in the era of where it's just there. You know, for us, TV was just there. We we grew up with the Internet, so we've gotten used to it. And you have not let technology slow you down one bit. You you were a pretty early adopter. I know for a fact you had to teach my mom how to do some things as far as the computers were concerned. So you're uh-huh. you're beating them to the punch. There's not a lot of. Uh, not a lot of people from your generation that can say that probably that are that receptive oh. to technology. I know that's probably because I used it at work mm-hmm. uh, from a when, when it was available, started being available. And uh, so I'm, I'm not afraid of it. And uh, I just use it. I use it every day. You know, uh, like I use the Quicken program. That's my big thing. That, that that's like that's my checkbook. You know, I I don't have a written checkbook. I use it on there, and they go, and the kids, Sandy and uh, and your mom is like, yeah, unbelievable. They can't fathom that I'm doing that, and I've been doing it since the '80s. Right. They're still using paper. paper paper checkbooks you know <laughs> oh oh i know i i remember when the paper checkbook was still a thing at our house and yeah and then you having to teach my mother how to do online banking because she just she couldn't wrap her head around it until you taught her that's right yep um so, because so, it's going on twice a year mm-hmm. uh want any bills to go get missed so that's why i started doing it online and i it's easy. It is. It's it's very so then, easy. Yep. <laughs> so I, I think it's funny. We were talking about this the other day. Um, some of you listeners might remember a couple episodes ago, we had my father on. And we, of course, just like this conversation was done through Discord. I had it took over an hour and me having to take control of my dad's computer for us to even get that call started. I barely had to tell this woman what to do. She was like, all right, I got it. What do I, what do I do next? Okay, I got it. Cool. We're ready. I barely had to do a thing. <laughs> so, Dad, I know you're listening. Grandma beat you. Well, I'm smarter than the average bear. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> um, what are... Um, Realize also... I was a controller for five nursing homes when I lived in New Jersey. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So there were millions of dollars running through my hands all the time. <laughs> and, and it was all on computer and paper. For, it, we, we started out on paper and went forward until it was on computer. So, so. Re- really, it's just the next evolution of what you were already doing. So it was pretty simple for you to grasp. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, what are some uh, what are some of the negative things that you've seen happen, or negative changes uh, you've seen happen over the years? Well, I think the biggest negative change was uh, the assassination of Kennedy, John Kennedy. 
that was had a big impact on most of our lives. And everybody was like, where were you? Where were you? You know, and I remember I still remember where I was. Where were you? I was in uh, the park. I was in the parking lot of a uh, store that I had gone into. I mean, it was and I heard it on the radio. It was. Yeah. And then Robert Kennedy and, you know, and. And then Oswald after after Kennedy, John Kennedy and uh, yeah, and uh, and I think the world is we're not doing as well as we did back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And why I, I do you really think don't that think is? so. <laughs> Should I really tell you? Yes, yes. I I really want to know why do you think that is? Why do you think that we've had this moral backslide? Uh, a lot of it is uh, because Trump himself is a liar. You, you and heard he can't that believe anything. Right? <laughs> I am not a Trump supporter. So everybody knows that out there. <laughs> uh, I want to make this very, very clear, ladies and gentlemen. This is an older lady who used to live in Florida who does not support Trump. They do exist. Real human beings do exist, everybody. They're not just fan fiction. Um, okay, continue. And, and I, really, I really think he has done a lot of harm to this country. I mean, his negativity about uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, about uh, other things and all of these executive orders. I mean, that's not how the country's supposed to be run. I mean, no, we, it, that's why we not. have a Congress, a House of Representatives, we have a Senate. That's not right. This is uh, not a, uh, uh, like, like Russia. We're not Russia. So he's trying to make it like it is. And I don't like it. it it's a little scary. And um, my great-grandparents, your, your grandparents is escaping uh, Europe before all of that really started going down uh i know for me the way he's acting uh is a little too reminiscent of that time period uh does it kind of feel that way for you too yes it, it feels like uh, the, the era of uh, hitler and the concentration camps yep absolutely um I'm, I'm glad i'm not the only one because uh, it's it's definitely a little scary seeing all the similarities yeah, yeah. And, and I, I don't like what he's doing with the uh, the immigrants and putting them in these compounds and taking the children away. I mean, I, I, I can't see that. I, it's wrong. Um, aside from Trump, uh, even though I'm sure we could talk about him literally all day and all the crap that he's pulled. Yes, we could. Um, but yes. aside from him specifically, what other negative things do you think have happened over the years or negative things that you've seen, negative changes in the uh, in in the country or in the world at large? I don't really know, because most of the time uh, you're living in your own world, really, you know, you do your daily things, you meet your daily friends and you do your the things. And I don't really think about those things too much. Well, that's probably uh, lends so much to your positive outlook on life and why cancer can't ever seem to stick around. There's just too much positivity inside of you. 
So that that's that's the key. Folks. If you want to be cancer, smile more. <laughs> um, yep. So as far as the cancer is concerned, with this being round number five, um for anyone else that's going through that, and obviously you've beaten it numerous times, um what what is your big takeaway from kicking its butt numerous times? Like, what is there a lesson that's been learned from that, or like like in your thought process, what's yeah. the one lesson that kicking cancer's butt has taught you? Number one, I accept things that are happening, and that may be part of what keeps me going. And I'm not saying I don't fight. I'm a fighter. You know that. I do. But um, take it for what it is. Fight it the best you can. And whatever the outcome is, it is. And you certainly have never given up along the way. I've never ever once from the times before I was old enough to know about it to now I've never once ever heard, uh, I'm not doing it this time. Every single time it's okay. How are we doing this? How are we kicking its butt this time? What's the plan? Let's do this. Yep. I'm getting all yep. my damn cruise. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. And I've missed two cruises because of the dawn pandemic. Yeah. See, it's not the cancer that's kicked her off the boats, everybody. It's the damn coronavirus. That's correct. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> um, which, okay, so so that's interesting. So how do you feel about this whole national pan or global pandemic thing, uh, besides the fact that we're handling it absolutely terribly? Um, it's This hasn't been seen in either of our lifetimes, really. No, no, it's scary. Uh, over a hundred, over 160,000 people have died, and it, it is extremely scary. I mostly stay in the house. I do my walking in the house, <laughs> and uh, the only time I go out is uh, to the grocery store because I've got to go do something. Right. You know, I mean that that's as far as I go. Oh, and I go to the farmers market on Saturdays with uh, with my oldest granddaughter Megan. Well, she's my oldest on this coast, right? <laughs> um, how do you? So, uh, what do you think about uh, the schools starting to reopen here over the next few weeks? Uh 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 uh. It's not it's not time. There were just so many things going wrong. I'm so thankful. Uh, Holly is my youngest granddaughter is doing uh, online classes in college. And I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for that. Because I, I don't I don't trust that there's enough safety measures. And if there are, you, you just never know. You don't know where other kids have been with their families, you know. It's very you, you can sit six. You just don't know. 
you know, and, and kids will be kids. You know, you might send your kid to school with a Spider-Man mask one day and he comes home with a Batman mask on because kids are kids and they just don't get it. Exactly. I don't know mm-hmm. if you uh, I don't know if you just, saw the uh, news article that came out of Georgia about the girl who uh, took a picture of her high school hallway uh, just this past week as schools open and it was packed to the brim with kids. None of them wearing a mask. She got suspended for posting that picture. Right. And the, and the te- and I believe the principal said, don't you put that online. Yeah, he did. And they suspended her for it. And then I uh, just not found right. out. Uh, no, it's not. Just found out yesterday that because it went so viral and got so much attention that they not just rescinded her suspension, they deleted it out of her record like it never happened. <laughs> Good. Okay. You know, a little bit of covering her ass there. No, it shouldn't have. That's absolutely ridiculous. Suspending a child for posting uh-huh. a picture of um, reality. Right. So. Yeah, this is not fake news. No. Believe me, it's not news. It's real. Um, we're, we're fortunate. I'm in this in this community. Uh, we've only had two cases, and wow. that was in the condos. That is not in a single family. Right. Everybody is so careful. Yeah. How is the rest? How's the rest of your community taking this? Because obviously, like you said, it's an active over 50 community. So it's a lot of older folks, obviously. So how are they taking all this? Are they taking it in stride? Are they you know, what's the general consensus in your community? They're doing the same things I'm doing, which is uh, staying home, reading mostly, playing games on their computer, iPad, whatever, Uh, take walks. We have a lot of trails and they take walks and uh, outdoors. And um, some of them even get together, take wine and cheese and get together down by the gazebo and their own chairs six feet apart. And they just have conversations with masks. Well, good. Nice to see uh, that uh, there's somewhere in the country where masks aren't an issue. Um, Because being in the South, let me tell you, it's, it's not fun. It's, it's scary. A lot of people don't wear masks. Oh God, no. Uh, We have a countywide mandate down here requiring them in all public spaces uh, and you can walk into the grocery store, you can walk into the Walmart, you can walk out pretty much anywhere, and you'll find at least 25% of the people you see not wearing them, if not more. Oh, my. Yeah. You know, I went to the, uh, the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there were, a, there were a lot of people without masks, mass, uh, families with young children. And I'm looking, and I'm saying, uh-uh. You know, <laughs> and uh, the following week that I went, there was a big sign in the middle of the uh, of the street there saying you must have a mask to come to the farmer's market. And everybody had masks then. So I was glad for that. And somebody must see, have said something. Somebody must have. But even with stuff like that, you still occasionally see the, the, those one or two people that just can't be bothered. To, to put on the mask. I, I see him all the time. That's wrong. You know, it, because you're only protecting yourself and you're protecting other people. 
goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier about the uh, morality backslide. People are more selfish and less selfless. Right, right. They don't care about the the whole, only about the portion, the part, which is their part. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Usually their part is the the part with the more monies. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, okay. Uh, so looking back now, it's 2020, which I know guys just saying the year is like a sla- is slanderous bad word now. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> 2020 now, if you could go back and tell 18-year-old you something from what you've learned now, what would be the big thing you would tell 18-year-old you? Oh, wow. To be more more selective in certain areas. Yeah, like to eat properly, which I should have done back then, which I'm doing now. Yes, and you're doing very well at it, I might add. Oh, thank you. Even even in this pandemic and being at home all the time, I still weigh the same. Good for you. So, yeah, yeah. So I was happy about that. That that's a big thing. I should have done that. Should have exercised more as a youngster, but we didn't grow up like that. What do you mean? There was no. I mean, we had gym in school. And you were forced to do whatever it was at gym, like baseball or whatever, you know. But it wasn't something fun that people did like they do today. I mean, my grandchildren, I mean, they if they can't exercise or do Pilates or whatever, it bothers them. Well, well, your grandchildren, then, your grandchildren <laughs> minus me. I don't go to the gym. So your other grandchildren, maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Megan does it at home. And uh, and Jade's very active outdoors, and I'm not so sure about Holly. So, but that's beside the point. <laughs> she she's got time before her uh, metabolism it, slows down. Anyway, the rest of us are already on that decline or just starting that decline. <laughs> but that's one big thing that I I really should have done. And yet there are people my age here in the community that use the gym constantly. Hmm. In fact, they get into the um, into the competitions that they have for seniors. They're very big at it. And I, I don't know how they got that because that wasn't in our DNA growing up. Know, maybe just something clicked later in life about uh, trying to stay as healthy as possible. Um, kind of like what, what you've been doing with the... Uh, the walking and the eating better and whatnot. Something just clicks, I guess, at some point. Yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe too late, but maybe too late. What was, what was that moment for you? What, when do you, do you, was there a specific moment where you went, okay, I really need to start taking care of myself. Uh, probably I would say after my first cancer bout, about 60. Yeah. Well, obviously, better late than never. It's been working wonderfully for you. Uh, I the, every time we go out to eat and I see what you're eating, I'm like, "That's that's it. 
That's all she's having. And then, of course, then I look over at my mother's plate and go, oh, never mind. Grandma's having a feast in comparison. Never mind. <laughs> but I do like to cheat every once in a while. Oh, it's OK. Just uh, like I've your already, mom does. I've already been informed that a trip to Celebrity Deli is happening uh, when I come up. So just saying. Do you know that there's another one called Hutzpah Deli? Yes. Somebody uh, just told me that. mentioned that a few that. times. We haven't been to Hutzpahs yet. That's like near Fair Oaks someplace. Yeah, I haven't tried that one yet. I don't I know. I'm I guess I'm just a, a celebrity deli loyalist. You know, I've literally been going my entire life. I mean, I, I, I'll take uh -huh. that or, or the one time I went into the city and got to go to Katz's. Oh, my God. Isn't that oh, wasn't that wonderful? Oh. And when I when I lived in Yonkers, uh, um, the Bronx was closer to us. Mm -hmm. And there was another place there also like that. Jerome's. Hmm. We go there and bring home all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cheating oh, every once in a while is, is just fine. We, we can't live without our cheesecake, can we? I mean, that just wouldn't be living. And also, I've been into that Talente gelato. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. Especially the hazelnut is wonderful. If you like nuts. I never, uh, I never got on, right. I never got on the hazelnut hype train, um, but I might have to try that. It might be good. Um, but they, they, it's got a lot of different flavors, really a lot. Okay. Um, any other things that you might tell your younger self besides, hey, start taking care of yourself sooner? I don't think so. Pretty much, I just just live my life day by day, and and uh, that's just the way it is. Still is. Still is. It always has. I been still now. enjoy. I still enjoy reading. In fact, one of my friends calls me at least once a week or so, and we talk about what books are you reading today. What What do you recommend? And you know, kind of thing. We talk to each other about that. Right now, that's all we really have. Right, that's true. We don't get together. So we, we miss all the uh, connection. So the only way to connect is through the phone. Yep, if you can't Unfortunately, keep your active, you can keep your brain active. Great. Unfortunately, today, the phone doesn't cost per minute like it used to many years ago. Oh, yeah. And, okay, and it used to cost a fortune just to have a conversation. And thank God today it's not like that. So I can talk to anybody I want for as long as I want and not worry about it. There you go. Um, <laughs> so uh, looking at the younger generation, the generation of the majority of your grandkids, um, if you could look at that entire generation and hit them in the face with, uh, a piece of truth or a piece of advice, what, what would it be? <laughs> really take care of your body. It's so important to get the exercise you need and, and, and to eat properly. It, it, and, and to love. 
The biggest thing you can do is love. Love each other. I don't care who you are. You know, there's no such thing as uh, different races, different colors. I, I, I don't believe in that. People are people, whoever they are, whatever they are. And have the same kind of feelings that we do. So just, just, be, just be kind. Be kind. I think that's definitely a lesson uh, more people, not just from my generation, need to learn or relearn is how to be kind. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know uh, where that kindness went or what we did to it. Um, I'm sure there's someone much more qualified than me to answer that question. Uh, I, I don't know where it ha- where it happened. I don't know where we, we lost that ability to care for other human beings the way we were supposed to. Yeah, I, I don't know because there has always been a racial problem. Even, even when I was growing up. I mean, I think in, the, in my grammar school, there was one black boy in the whole school. And I was, the, my brother and I were the only Jewish people in the school that we, that we knew of. Right. Later, I found out by going to the community center that one of the other boys in my class was also Jewish. Yeah, but everybody hid what they were, except, of course, you can't if you're racially colored differently than white. Right. You can't exactly hide that uniform. Right. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, we were. We- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, before we uh, before we close out here, you brought up an interesting point. Uh, you you lived through the the civil rights movement. Um, so uh, yeah. for uh, let's talk about what you saw and then what it was for you personally. Uh, what I remember, I remember Rodney King in in Los Angeles. That that was horrible. I mean, just watching it on TV. Uh, and unfortunately, not much came out of it. Hopefully today with the Black Rights Movement, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, uh, things will change a bit. And I think it's horrible what the police are doing, you know, when they arrest, sort of try to arrest a black person and, and then they choke them to death. I, I, I can't I can't fathom it. To me, it's so wrong. And. But it's never affected me personally because I encompass everyone in my life. You know, we do have, and most of the places I've lived have very few minorities. Mm-hmm. Except here, we have mostly uh, Asian, Indian. I mean, it, it's all it's all mixed. It's Asian, Indian. Uh, no matter where where you're from. You know, uh, there are a couple of black families, not too many, but it's just the way it is. It, it's suburbia. And, you know, so. Um, so basically what you're saying is, as far as you're concerned, it should it, it should never there should never have had to have been a civil rights movement. Civil, civil rights should have just been there from the get go. That's correct. Right. Yeah. And here I we are, you know, 
Yeah. And here we are, you know, what, 60 years later, 50, 60 years after the, the civil rights movement of the 60s. And you got to wonder how much has really changed. Nothing. Not enough. Nothing. No. I mean, I, you've probably been a little lucky uh, from where you've lived, you know, Florida, or at least your part of Florida and your part of Virginia that you're in are relatively well insulated from that kind of thing. I don't feel like they're those two areas have a lot of racially motivated incidents. It's both areas are extremely multicultural. Um, maybe right. not so much in New York, though. May, did you see anything in New York or New Jersey? No, same thing. Where I lived, it was like all white. It just was. And the, oh, we had one black family in, in when I lived in Delran, New Jersey. We had a neighbor two doors down that was black. Lovely, lovely family. I mean, you know, and we were friends. Yeah, friendly, just like everybody else. You know, you go outside, you say hello, and you didn't get together. With any of the neighbors, it doesn't matter. No matter, I don't care what color you wore. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, lessons that more people could learn. So everybody should be listening to this because uh, if an older lady such as my grandmother cannot have a bigoted bone in your body, guess what? No one else has a fucking excuse. Pardon my language, Grandma. <laughs> let's face Thank it. you, sweetie. Because let's face it, there, there are a lot of angry, bigoted, older people. It, it, it's just, it's a sad truth. And I, I understand as well as don't understand at the same time. I understand it's a whole, it's a different generation. You were brought up differently in a different time. But right. you never had a bone in your body, so you didn't need to evolve. But there are those in your age bracket that have evolved with the times. And there's just too many that I guess chose not to. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we had a Black Lives Matter march here in Ashburn, and but it was very peaceful. Mm-hmm. People got to and they walked from one place to uh, to the, a black church, and it was very peaceful. Never heard of an incident. I mean, we had the one here uh, that I got to be part of, and there was probably two hundred of us out there. And then there was a group of about 15 to 20 um, counter protesters, I guess, is the politically correct term. Uh, racist, okay. white supremacist assholes is the proper term. Uh, other than a couple shoving matches and some screaming, it went off relatively OK. Uh, the cops didn't do quite as much as they should have, but they were probably told to stay out of it. Uh, these are important times like I, it, it's important to get out there and to talk about this and to raise a stink until the change is made, isn't it? Right. I, I agree. But I, I and I think that Trump is a big negative factor in this because he's. He, even though he says, you know, he's for. Uh, for the change. And then on the other side of his mouth, he talks differently. He says, but there are good people on both sides. Remember oh. him saying that? Oh, that God, do I remember. He, he, he uh, said I, that I, right I, after I, those. I, he said that right after those assholes were marching around North Carolina with tiki torches from Walmart and all doing the Heil. And he wants to say, oh, well, there's good people on both sides. Yeah, I, 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 
I mean, he, I really believe he fuels all this stuff or a lot of it. I, you're, at, like, you're absolutely right. The white supremacist. Oh, yeah. I really believe he does. I, I guess I never understood where white supremacy came from. I mean, there's literally no difference. You strip away our skin. We're all muscle and bone and brain cells and eyeballs. There's, there's literally, yeah. I, I never understood it. I don't understand how it can still prevail. And the fact that, you know, 60 years ago and right now, if you took pictures from right now and put them in black and white, you probably couldn't tell them apart. And that's sad. Right. But I, I think where it, it started was in Hitler's time because they tried to make it an Aryan race and get rid of all the other races. And I think that's where the white supremacy started. Mm, I think it definitely got a boost from that. Um, it obviously started, uh -huh. way, way, especially in this country, it started way sooner than that, unfortunately. Like that. But it definitely yes. got a boost uh -huh. from, from Hitler's rhetoric. Right. <sighs> Crazy times. Crazy times. Yep. Um, okay. So, uh, wow. Uh, that, that was actually, uh, we talked about a lot more things there than I thought we were going to. Um, I didn't expect it to get somewhat political. I'm glad it did. It's nice to know that <laughs> the majority of my family are not right-wing idiots. Uh, I think we have one or two, but we'll, we'll just pat them on the head and feel sorry for them. <laughs> um, exactly. Yep. So this, this this was good. This was a good idea. It's, it's a shame we didn't get to do this in person like I had originally planned. But with everything going on, this is just safer. I mean, obviously, we don't want to take the risk of you catching anything, whether it was a cold or coronavirus or anything. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. And like I said, I'm still going to see you. I just don't have to get all up in your personal bubble to do it. Um, okay. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you agreed to do this. I'm glad that uh, no matter what, a piece of you is going to get immortalized on my computer and on the Internet forever. Um, and it was very interesting to hear your take on things past and present. Um, is there anything you'd like to say before we close out this episode? Just that I love you and my family, everybody. And we love including, you. Including uh, my stepdaughter, Kate, and her family. I mean, to me, I mean, she's just like another child in, that I have, you know, and another grandson I have. And I so, know she knows that. Yep, yes, she does. So I just want everybody to know how much I really love them. We love you, too. And uh, we will always have that message now, no matter what. So uh, with that, uh, Garmal, thank you very much for joining me for this interview today. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. And uh, it really was. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy you enjoyed yourself and I will see you in a little over a week. And to everybody oh, else, we will, yep, I'll be there in just a little over a week. And to everybody listening, thank you for joining us for this conversation. Uh, if you want more conversations like this, say something in the comments or anything like that. And we will see you next time. And there you have it, folks. Episode 35 of the Anarchy Arena podcast. Fuck cancer with my grandma diane uh this was a really really fun conversation to do she even told me so after we got done recording that she had a lot of fun doing it it was very interesting to her 
and uh, she complimented me again when I was able to go up and see her shortly after we had this conversation. Uh, I really hope all of you enjoyed this, and I really hope that all of you gained something from it. And make sure you like, follow, subscribe on wherever you're listening or watching this podcast, and we will see you next time.